always a fabulous Friday here on The Drive. It's your host and creator, Denise DiGregoli. Thanks for tuning in. We are a platform for positivity. We believe it's how you feel your mind, your body, your spirit that will create the lifestyle you live. Besides myself, every week, I bring on experts, real-life people that amplify the message of how using positive energy, self-discovery, a little self-awareness can really empower you and be some of the most important life tactics in creating a happier life. And who wouldn't want that, both professionally and personally? Today, it's just me, and I want to talk to you about New Year's resolutions. You know, in the past, I would make these huge goals and these resolutions, and I would drag them into the new year. And right about this time in February, I would be like, oh, no. Huh. And then, I, you know, that negative self-talk would creep in, and I'd start to berate myself. Oh, that's not good enough. I'm not good enough, and all this kind of nonsense that I think is human nature. So before you go down that rabbit hole, let's just, let's just hit the pause button for a minute. What are some common traits of successful people? Now, successful people is a broad net. I really want to clarify something. Successful people means what's your success quotient? What does success mean to you? And I don't mean it in a judgmental way, like, oh, she's not successful or he's more successful. I mean, really, stop for a moment. What's successful? What's being a successful person to you? For me, I don't only think of it as money. I think, I you know, success is you're, you're rich in knowledge, you're rich in health, you're rich in um, solid, sincere friendships, you're rich in family love, you love yourself. You know, you have, a, you have a commitment to yourself. Um, so that's how I describe success. And I think, you know, balance is a constant state of motion. You know, there's years when you're feeling more productive in certain areas of your life and perhaps, you know, less productive in other areas. So maybe that's how you describe your success. Either way, you know, whatever your definition of success is, let it be your own. You know, in my shows, I often say, don't, don't should, S-H-O-U-L-D on yourself, and don't should on others. So remove the judgment. Define your own definition of success. But here are some common traits, I think, that successful people might use. The first one is they have an interesting, self-developed sense of self-care. They have a routine. I think it's... For me, it's using a little mindfulness. I do a little thing where I read positive, uh, whether it's a positive book or, you know, I try to find something positive to read or consume in the morning, really in the early hours before anyone's up. Then I do a little reflection and I kind of try to set the tone of my day. So I really kind of shape and steer my thoughts. Instead of like, oh, no, I've got this huge laundry list of things I have to get through today, I kind of really try to shape it in a positive format in my mind and actually on paper. And then I try to incorporate some kind of exercise. Now, if I'm not able to go to the gym or ride my bike or, you know, then I'm very mindful throughout the day. Can I park my car a little bit further away? Can I take the stairs? Can, you know, when I'm running, you know, up and down the stairs in my house, maybe I'll do double stairs. Now... You've got to find something, depending on your fitness level, that you can move yourself forward. 
And then for me, connection is really important. You know, connection to nature, connection to myself, you know, my mindfulness routine, connection to family and friends. So it's, you know, I've spent many years where it was all about work and now I'm looking to find connection that fills me up. So that's part of my self-care routine. And then I like to foster my creativity. And some people say, oh, I'm not creative. That's not important. Creativity comes in so many shapes and sizes. It's a tool. It's a tool to help you make connections between things. You know, the simplest thing, the simplest idea I can give you over the airwaves here on a podcast is think about upcycling. You know, when you take, um, for example, we took old candlestick holders during this holiday season and old china dishes and we epoxied them together and they now became the, these kind of cool, funky plates that had peanuts and nuts on them through holiday entertaining. So that was upcycle, repurposing something old into something new. And then we had a creativity class and we took tin boxes that would normally go into the landfill and we repurposed them with all types of paper and jewels and feathers and we bedazzled them into what we called wisdom boxes where you could write down positive thoughts. Those are just a couple of upcycling projects. So where you're making connections between something old and something new, right? But think about the person that invented Facebook and that was really using some creativity. Don't get flogged down with that if in fact you think, you know, you don't have that level of creativity because you do. We each individually spice our food differently. The colors that we're attracted to, the things that we read, how we dress, this is, this is all indications of our creativity. So, you know, in upcoming shows, we'll talk about how to foster your creativity, but I think you have to be open that, yes, you have it. What can we do to bring it forward? Because when you start to use a little bit more of a creative process or approach to things, I think you become more of an innovator and more of a person that's solution-oriented. I think also to be successful, you have to manage your time. In so many of my classes, I hear people say, I have no time, I have no time for this, I have no time for myself. We're so overscheduled and overstimulated. What can we do about that? Again, hit that pause button for a moment and reprioritize how you use your time. Sometimes in financial classes, they'll tell you to track all of your expenses so you really know where your money goes. And all of a sudden you start to see that maybe you're at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts too much and if you didn't do it every single day, you could save $493 a year. But they do that by having you track it. So... In the same way, if you're on a weight loss program, they say track your food because so often we just think that we didn't eat that last thing or spend that last dollar, but we did. In the same way, when you're working with clients and you do some complimentary favors and maybe it's a redundant complimentary favor, maybe you send them a no charge invoice. So it kind of reminds them. So tracking is a form of, of reminding and kind of keeping you on your path. I think when you look at your priorities each day, and sort of schematically track your time. Right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Then you can minimize the distractions and you can minimize hopefully the foreseen interruptions. But I think the most important thing about time is being mindful of your tribe. Are you with energy enhancers or are you with energy drainers? And if you're with energy drainers too much, you've got to move them out of your time. So I think successful people really look at their time and how they use their time. They try to eliminate busy work and they focus, they refocus away from distractions. And by doing that, you start to create priorities. And when you start to create your priorities and you kind of 
look at it each and every day, then you can stay on track. And ultimately that builds future successes. I also think successful people really try to shift and focus on a positive mindset. They're always seeing things from different angles, so maybe they're reframing. Maybe they're not always seeing things out of their true set of beliefs, right? Because what we perceive, we believe, what we believe, we perceive. But I think successful people are open-minded and they try to always see the positive and even what could be a very negative situation. Where's the lesson? Where's the meaning? How can they reframe it? Where can they be part of the remedy and the solution? And where can they move forward? So I think, you know, today, and I know you're already successful and you're already good enough and you're already perfect just the way you are. So start with that as our, our foundation and let's move forward. Where is your self-care routine right now? That's the only thing I would think of, think about over the weekend. Where can I maybe improve it? How am I really using my time? Let me look at my time. Even if it's over the next week, how did I spend it? And who's in my tribe? And then for the things that got under my skin, where can I reshift and focus? Where can I just let it go? Release it. Let that energy out of your, your field. What can you invite in this week that will help you move forward towards your ideas, your possibilities, your goals, or even a simple to-do? Moving forward as we go along this year, we're going to be talking a lot about our creativity, owning our possibilities, and listening to stories of other people and how they did it. Whether they built a business, they, they built some successful program to help someone or some, some situation that was in need. And through these stories, I think we'll be empowered and it'll empower us to move forward towards our own goals. I believe firmly that it's how you fuel your mind, your body, your spirit that creates the life you live. And it's all a choice. Thanks for tuning in. If you like it, please share it. Check out denisedegrigley.com. Let me know what you think of the show. And if you'd like to be a guest, please follow the suggestions there under the top shows. Thanks so much and have a fabulous, fabulous weekend.